You're fine. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to 3Q, New Mexico's premier business podcast, uh, where we have conversations with business owners across the state of New Mexico. I am your host, Pam Myers, and my wonderful co-host is Erica Yoakum. <laughs> and we are here today with Catherine Lutenbach. Catherine is Director of Marketing for Black Mesa Winery in, and I hope I pronounce this correctly, Uvalde, New Mexico, is that correct? Velarde. Velarde, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is in between, well, I'll let you just talk about where you're located. I, I stopped a number of times and love your, love your winery. So yeah. thank you for being there. Yeah, yeah. So we're uh, about an hour north of Santa Fe and about 45 minutes south of Taos. So if you're on your way up to Taos, you'll run by us. On the way to Santa Fe, you'll run by us. It's on 68 in a town called Velarde, as you just said. Um, it's it's the one horse town. There's a post office and a gas station, a couple of fruit stands. So you can't really miss us. We're, one of, we're the only winery there. So yeah. yeah, but it's a beautiful, peaceful location. It is. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, We've got a beautiful outdoor patio. Uh, we have some self-guided petroglyph hikes. Uh, it's just a very historic area that's been, you know, people have been visiting for centuries. Yeah. yeah. So how long, uh, I, uh, this still just blows my mind. Like I lived here forever before I found out that New Mexico like grew wine. <laughs> so that, that kind of tripped me out because I'm from wine country in Northern California. Huh. So this was <laughs> like, <laughs> right, right. You're going, what? <laughs> and to find out that like some of the oldest wine growing is in this area, yeah, like that just tripped my whole brain. So how it has that has is your winery like a, a newer winery or is it added yeah. on to something that's been going on for a long time? Or well, so they had there's owners that uh, that ran it from uh, from the nineties, like early nineties, and then. Jerry and Linda kind of uh, struck up a friendship with this couple that owned the winery and then they took it over in 2000. So um, they've got, vineyards, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, in Velarde. That, so we have a, about seven varietals that are actually on the estate. We have about four acres that we plant, of course, very small production. Um, and then we also work with uh, vineyards in Velarde. Um, so we used to own those vineyards, and we technically will still call those estate wines. Um, but they kind of like the Cabernet Franc, like the blending grapes. Um, we'll we'll still get locally there, and then um, yeah. But I mean, even for our apples, we do hard cider as well. Oh wow! I didn't. Know that. <laughs> yeah, all the ciders, all the apples for the ciders come from uh, you know from Hemes all the way up to Taos. So really, just within that area, Alcalde has been known for a long time as being. Uh, one of the main places for apples in northern New Mexico. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, wrap my brain around the whole thing. They grow wine here? Yeah, it's so dry. Right? So, <laughs> are, there, are you limited to the varietals you can grow because of the weather? Hmm. No. Uh, actually, they do really well. I mean, grapes, you know, they like crappy soils. Um, and so we have a top in our upper area, we've got Montepulciano, which is on a more of a sandy soil. Mm -hmm. And then as we get towards the Rio Grande, because um, we were butted up right next to the Rio Grande, we have five different varietals that we grow there, and that's more clay soil. So we've got things like Alvarino there that tend to like that um, clay soil. So 
And especially in, so between the soils and elevation, we tend to have a little bit more acid driven wines, which is okay because it pairs really well with food. Um, a lot of the California wines that you're talking about too, is that they're uh, a little bit heavier. So you can, you know, a lot of them are drinking, drinking on their own. Ours pair well, really well with food. Not that you couldn't drink it on your own, but yeah. we're more of like a European style, I guess. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And I think that goes back to the history, as you were saying, too, is that, you know, we have centuries of history here in New Mexico that's growing grapes. The Spanish, you know, originally they came by and, you know, they they were uh, the king, I guess, the Spanish king told them they had to bring the wine from Spain over to New Mexico or, you know, wherever they were settled to drink. And they were just tired of drinking crappy, you know oxidized wine so like well no we're going to smuggle some vineyards here and they started planting in socorro and um you know and so they've really just cultivated the vines from spain um here of course we don't grow any of those anymore but uh, yeah anyway yeah no that's great history i love that stuff um, i don't uh, grow any of those anymore sparkling that's my absolute favorite which one you're sparkling Oh, yeah. Actually, so originally the sparkling, we, um, so we don't actually have that one anymore. Oh. We, we, so, uh, we partnered with Gruet because, as you know, sparkling wine takes a different method. Right. We don't have the riddling method. We don't have the facility to make sparkling wine. So what we did is we did a custom crush through Gruet. Um, they are grapes. And we, um, you know, basically we came up with the blend and then they, because we basically just use their facility. And unfortunately, we so we don't have that space anymore. But yeah, <laughs> so or you still have many other great wines. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and now you have what you you mentioned that festival season um, and farmers market season is coming up. So what does that mean? Yeah, so um, festival season. That's basically um, I started. We we had a festival back last weekend at in Colorado. So really from Anywhere from Southern Colorado to Southern New Mexico, we'll be setting up a tent. So uh, we were in Albuquerque uh, on the Memorial Day weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, there's um, Las Colindrinas Festival the first week of um, uh, July. I think the July 4th weekend. Mm -hmm. Then we've got, you know, Labor Day weekend. I think we're on, back in Albuquerque for their Harvest Fest. And then we've got um, our... Um, what is it called? Oktoberfest up in Red River. So we feature our ciders there. Oh, cool. Yeah. And then outside of that, the uh, winery events on Wednesdays and Fridays, we've got Wednesdays, we've got our um, happy hour from five to seven. So happy hours. Um, <laughs> and we have uh, karaoke, live music, um, and just kind of, uh, well, we do trivia night too. So, um, and then Friday starting June 2nd, we'll be having our uh, farm Fridays. So farmer's market. Oh, right at right at the right at the winery you're going to be doing. Yeah, okay. yeah a lot of local produce. Um, yeah, yeah. Very so, cool. yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, very yeah. exciting. What What's your absolute? Do you have a favorite? And of course, everybody's taste is different. But do you have a favorite one of your wines that you like the best? Oh boy, that's a big question for me. Um, well, I. I really like, I used to live in Germany. And so I, I really enjoy Riesling. <laughs> we make a fantastic estate Riesling. It's uh, just called our Velarde Riesling. Actually, we just won bronze 
um, at the uh, uh, international actually wine competition nice. here. Um, yeah. So yeah. So uh, compared to like hundreds of other wineries, you know, so it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, the Velarde Riesling, um, it's just kind of an off dry. It's um, something to start a meal with or enjoy with your fish or even the spicy food because it's got that just very slight sweetness. It actually pairs well with uh, New Mexican wine, uh, New Mexican food. Um, so that's the white. And as far as the red goes, I love our Montepulciano. As I was mentioning before, it's hillside. So it tends to have that richness that I, I used to really like in California wines, that tannic yeah. structure. Um, and the, and the, 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 um, the vine we actually got from Italy. And we planted it on our, our rootstock, our, our uh, phylloxo-resistant rootstock. This was actually from Italy. So, yeah. I love yeah. I love what you said earlier about um, grapes love crappy soil, yeah. which is, it's, you know, it's, the, it's, of course, humans find the things that you can grow anywhere because, you know, especially, oh, you can make this into something that's, you know, alcoholic. Yeah. Or, but it's true. Like, grapes are practically one of those spit it out on the ground and it'll grow, you know, uh, seed out on the ground, it'll grow. Which is really kind of that's a very cool yeah. thing to have happen. Yeah. yeah, again, I'm still geeking out over wine in New Mexico. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. so cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I was I was um, I thought it was cool when we um, we go to wine tours every once um, every once in a while, and somebody had mentioned that yeah, New Mexico is actually the locust low the oldest wine producing state in the country. Uh, I think it was. I think it's actually uh, South Carolina. Oh, is it really? <laughs> Beat us by a couple years, but yeah. Oh, no. Who would have thought? South Carolina. Now yeah. there's another, right? Yeah. Because yeah. so, the Spanish first landed there, and they, um, you know, we say Augustine. So like that quadrant yeah. between South Carolina and Saint Augustine. That so, but yeah. barely, barely. <laughs> so the so the the rumor I heard was that. They had to bring the wine because they have to do, you know, the sacrament. So yeah. you have to have, you know, what you're not going to, you can't keep wine that long. You're, well, you can have it actually, but so they wanted the fresh wine to be able to, you know, so the wineries were following the, the priests as they were tra traveling up and around. And there, so there was always, so in my mind, I'm picturing like, one priest with a pot and it under his arm, like making he's the dude. That's the one. That's the vintner for for yeah. them, kind of yeah. thing. But is there is is that part of how it got moved here, or was it more like the king? Hey, I'm gonna come visit. There better be some good wine there. No, yeah, like I was saying before. So originally, the king was saying you have to bring our our wines and try and to, to in the new area, and. um in the wine, of course, as if you put heat on the wine and washing about in the in the boat, it's gonna just taste terrible when you get it. So mm -hmm. there's these two guys. They've smuggled vines into New Mexico and they planted first in Socorro, where their where the first mission was, and then they just kind of kept planting them because and they were mission grapes, um, which we don't really. There's a couple of wineries here that make mission grape wine. Mm -hmm. uh, it tends to because they tend to be pretty big grapes, so they're it's pretty watery, but for wow. sacrament, great. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's what they had at the time. So, so they just made the, the, um, they, yeah, they planted the vines as you head up to North to, uh, Northern New Mexico. <coughs> yeah. That's yeah. Amazing. Wow. yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. I, 
<laughs> Where there's a will, there's a way, right? Right. right. Yeah. You can yeah. still find some of the uh, native, uh, well, I guess native grapevines, the mission grapes, um, kind of speckled throughout the, um, on the Rio Grande River. Um, if you're, so we have a friend that's, well, he works at the winery too, Scott. I don't know if you met him, but he's an avid rafter. So sometimes he'll see, not like, of course, they're not like 400 year old vines, but they're of that original varietal. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, now I have to go look up mission grapes because that sounds like, you know, yeah. I, I want to plant, I want, I want to put one under our, we have a, whatever the thing is out my side, my window, but uh, we wanted to, I wanted something that was going to grow into a shade, but also then, you know, maybe have some grapes hanging off of it. And, and if, you know, for, for plants that'll grow in, in crappy soil, everyone's like, okay, but you have to really cut them back and you have to take care of them. So they demand attention. It's not like you can just plant them and ignore them. Well, and, if, and <laughs> if you want to make wine out of them, then yes, you have to pay attention. But if you're just going to have it as a, as a decoration, you don't, I mean, they just, you can have, are you going to have them go up a trellis? Yeah. It's a, what do I have? What did I get, Pam? What are those you, things? You have a, a gazebo, right? Like, no, a, like it's, that, it's oh, close, but it's like a gazebo. It's a, a, it's, but it's whatever. Wow. Brain fry. Um, <laughs> still too much snot in my brain. Sorry. But anyway, yeah. But I wanted to plant it at one corner and just have it creep up and do that thing. And I thought, how nice if, if, if you could be, you know, Sitting there, just leisurely reach over and grab some grapes, you know, that'd be great, right? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, mission grapes would be a little juicier uh, rather than the uh Cabernet grapes, so they would be tastier. <laughs> That's yeah. fantastic. So, do you have the now again from Northern California? I've been on, I've been thrown out of wineries, um. <laughs> So, but but my favorite tours were the ones where they took you back behind and showed you the huge vats and all the machinery and you know it's like that's the whole processing is a it's very interesting how it gets from A to B you know, to, to wine. Um, do you guys have all of that? I mean, do you do you crush and everything and there. right there on premises and yeah, absolutely and, so and everything. We do tours upon requests. We need a couple of days in advance because we need an extra staff person to take you through the guided tour of the winery. So we've got everything's there. But if you wanted to participate yourself uh, in October, we actually have people go out and they harvest the Montepulciano grapes um, that I was talking about. So and then we get them into these bins and then you stomp them. And it's, it's our grape stomp. And those that uh you're like juice. lucille ball yeah it's just like that <laughs> and um it actually goes it that's uh it goes into tank you know we ferment it goes into tank of course the alcohol kills any sort of foot things <laughs> but um but yeah so so people can get hands-on with our process i mean that's we have very a, cool you know intimate group that um you know we have eight people working there so anytime you know if there's space, if there's time, we'll show you the back room and the barrel room and the fermentation tanks. And we even bottle, we bottle everything at our facility too. So, so, so I have to ask when the whole pandemic, you know, first started and it got, everybody got locked down and all that type of stuff. Did y'all just continue? I mean, the grapes don't really give a crap that there's, there's a plague on the land, right? <laughs> They're just continuing their thing and doing their growing and all that. So did did anything really change for you guys? I mean, no, obviously nobody's coming into the tasting rooms and all that type of stuff, but did, do you just keep 
it keep just just chugging along and tucking it away and well actually people drink a lot more when there's a crisis yeah, yeah. so it's just so what we would do is i was hoping you'd say that okay. <laughs> it's true I, I was working in napa valley during the the uh 2008 recession and you know they weren't buying the most expensive stuff but they were still still buying the wine so right um, but yeah, so we were just selling online and then we'd leave the boxes out and they'd just come by, pick it up, or we'd ship the wine. So wow. we yeah. actually did better, um, as far as online sales. I mean, of course we weren't doing any tastings, but, um, it, it worked out fine and we were able to continue with the harvest, like right, regular, uh, we didn't have our, you know, the stomping fest, but, but other than that, we went on as, as usual. Yeah. Cool. Brilliant. I guess that's one of those, those you're in an industry that's it's it's hard to disturb because people if they're celebrating they're drinking more if they're depressed and upset they're drinking more it's like everybody everything Doug goes better with wine <laughs> or yeah. yeah um so can people find out about all of your like the group things if they wanted to do a tour is uh if they want to participate in the grape stomping is all that on your website or do they have to call and ask how to how do yeah. people find out yeah, so what I recommend is follow us on Instagram, and it's at Black Mesa Winery mm -hmm. um, on Instagram. It's also the same on Facebook, uh, and Twitter, I believe, is all the same, the at, the at sign is at Black Mesa Winery. Um, and then, or you can go to the website, blackmesawinery.com, mm -hmm. and you can sign up for the mailing list, and then there you'll get all the event announcements. We don't send a lot of emails. It's just kind of, you know, we'll have, we'll have a sale on wine every once in a while, and we'll do... Um, you know, event announcements as well. So, um, awesome. Sorry, yeah. that was me struggling to get them. Uh, uh, <laughs> the URL up there for you, but <laughs> um, yeah, I, I am very, I, the, the, the October thing sounds like uh, that'd be a lot of fun. Right. Yeah, it's fun. And then what you, so you do the stomp, you crush the grapes, then we feed you live music. We get a little uh, education from our winemaker. He comes in and he talks about all the different wines. And, you know, so we do a wine tasting and then you get a T-shirt. And I think you get to go home with a bottle of wine, too. Wow. Yeah. Wonderful. Very cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you for uh, thank you for being a guest on the podcast today. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Yeah. 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 I'm glad we got to talk to you this time. This is because I had, like, all these questions all, all the questions that I asked in my brain, like, oh, I want to talk to her. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so thank you. And um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, make your way up to Black Lake <coughs> in Velarde, New Mexico, which is in between Santa Fe and Taos. And do some tasting. And maybe we'll see you in October for a, a great stomping. So, yeah, sounds great. Thank you. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thank you. <laughs>